Who should be in your podcasting circle? Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 314. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning in-depth podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch and improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. This is episode 314, and for the geeks, yes, this is the pie episode, and thus the circle theme of this episode. It's as geeky and nerdy as I'll get for now. And the only time that I'll be mentioning pie for this, but you are influenced by the circle of people around you. So in this episode, I want to share with you the kinds of people I think you should have in your circle to help you and your podcast succeed. These types of people are co-hosts, audience, peers, competitors, and mentors. If you'd like to follow along in the show notes, go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash circle or look at the show notes in your app. First, co-hosts. If you have one or more co-hosts, then you need to be friends with them and have connections outside the podcast. This is a huge help with the energy flow and experience of your podcast. If you don't get along with your co-host, it will show in your podcast. I remember certain times when my wife and I weren't getting along for a particular evening and we had to record a podcast episode together. And those episodes were often very rough and difficult to record together because we just didn't have that dynamic there. There were some things we needed to resolve outside of the podcast so that the podcast could be better. I like the way that Glenn the Geek from Horse Radio Network puts it. He suggests that you pick the kinds of co-hosts you wouldn't mind to take on vacation with you. And that's a great mindset because you and your co-host need to have a relationship with dynamics that are stronger than those dynamics of mere co-workers. See, with your co-workers, it is important for you to get along with them. Yes, you may hang out. You may go to each other's homes. You may have picnics together and stuff. You may laugh and such. But when you leave that job, do you stay connected with those co-workers? Do you consider those coworkers people that you could rely on? Would you want to go on a vacation with those coworkers? Maybe, maybe not. But think about your friends, those people who are your friends because of other connections, not because you work together, but you remain friends because of deeper connections elsewhere. Those are the kinds of people you might like to go on vacation with and enjoy their company. And if you and your co-host don't have a good relationship, then either try to fix that, which could require humility on your own part, maybe humility on their part, maybe some compromises or sacrifices along the way, but try to fix that if you can. If you can't fix it, then maybe you need to consider getting a new co-host. It's rough to think that, yes, but that might be the best thing for everyone involved, including your audience and that other co-host. So, These are the number one kinds of people who should be in your circle, your co-hosts. And then number two, your audience. The people who listen to or watch your podcast should be part of your circle of influence because they should be your podcast's top priority. Now, the relationship dynamics, if you have a co-host, needs to be a really high priority for your podcast because if that's not there, you can't serve your audience well, you can't make a good podcast. But if you're not pursuing 
your audience's needs, if you don't make your audience your top priority with your podcast, then what's the purpose of your podcast? I know there are all kinds of self-serving reasons to podcast, and that doesn't mean you're a bad person if you're podcasting because of something you want to profit from it. But even the most profitable businesses know that the best way to make a profit is by serving their customers, giving their customers what they need and what they want, not merely to make money, but to serve and they can profit from that. It's really an exchange of value. They give something of value, you give something in value of return. So your audience then can inspire new content in your podcast. They can critique your new ideas and give you feedback on things you're trying. They can encourage your perseverance with your podcast and much more. They need to be in that circle with you. And when you welcome them into your circle, then they stop being merely an audience and start becoming a community. And a community is a much stronger thing. A community is supportive. A community lasts longer than an audience does. And remember to never treat your audience as below yourself, where you are this tyrant who lords it all over them. You are a leader to your community, regardless of where you consider yourself in the process. Even if you are taking the same journey along with your community, you are a leader because you're the one speaking out. You're the one that's maybe one step or even half a step ahead of everyone else. It's not a matter of being above them or below them or anything like that and lording it over them. Certainly not. But you're the one who knows which direction to go and you are taking your community with you in that direction. That's a leader. You are a leader to your community. So bring your audience into your circle so that they become a community and listen to them. Try to incorporate their feedback, their ideas as much as is reasonable. And I know that not everything will be possible to incorporate and you don't want to be the kind of person who just goes every direction that your audience suggests. But don't ignore what your audience is saying. They can see things that you may not see, and that's why they need to be in your circle. Number three, peers. It's a huge help to know and talk to and hang out with others who share your same interests. And these peers could be fellow podcasters across all kinds of genres, but who share the same passion for this method of sharing a message, podcasting. For example, local podcaster meetups. Just recently, we had a Cincinnati podcasters group, which was the biggest we've ever had to date. We had more than a dozen podcasters there, and there was so much energy there in the room and excitement and conversations and questions and advice and all kinds of fun things. So you could get that with a local podcaster meetup group, but you could also find that in online communities or go to events like Podcast Movement. And by the way, if you register over at podcastmovement.com and use the promo code NOODLE, you can save 10% over there. And I hope to see you at Podcast Movement, but that can be a great place for you to connect with other podcasters and get all kinds of inspiration and, and encouragement from others who are as passionate about podcasting. Or you could look at joining Podcasters Society at podcasterssociety.com, where these are all people who have already launched their podcasts. So they've taken those big first steps, and now they're working to grow and improve their podcasts, to profit from their podcasts in some ways, to reach a new audience, to make their podcasts better. That's at podcasterssociety.com if you're interested. And these peers can also be people who 
participate within the same niche, but who may not necessarily be podcasting within that same niche like you are. So this could be bloggers or YouTubers, or it could be companies that make products and services within that niche and other things like that. These are your peers. And when you invite them into your circle, then you can help them and they can help you. And there are all kinds of ways that then together you can serve your mutual audiences. Something really important to remember in all this is that your peers are usually not your ideal audience. This is why it's neither generous nor profitable for you to go into these podcast communities where it's fellow podcasters and share your latest episodes of your podcast with them. Just because they're podcasters doesn't mean that they want to listen to every single podcast out there. So be very careful with that. Don't consider your peers to be your audience. Don't try to convert them to be your audience. Like when I go to these Cincinnati podcaster meetup groups, I try not to be the expert there in the group and to have an answer to every question everyone asks. I let other people answer. And sometimes I just sit there and I listen. I think, ooh, that's a good idea. I wish I had that idea. That, that's a great idea. I learned something from the other podcasters. I learned different perspectives. And I don't try and convert all of those podcasters into subscribers of my own podcast, even though they are the ideal audience for my own podcast because I have a podcast about podcasting and several of them do listen to my podcast and that's great. But I don't try and convert them. I'm there to be part of a community of equals. We're all podcasters. Some are a couple steps ahead of others. Some are a couple steps behind others. But we're all podcasters encouraging each other. We're doing the same kinds of things. And sometimes we listen to each other's shows. Sometimes not. So don't join these communities with the focus of trying to get everyone to subscribe to your podcast. Join these peer groups with the focus of giving value to the others as well as receiving value from the nature of your relationships. And number four, competitors. Ooh, this is the tough one. There are probably other people who podcast about the same topics you do. Now, you could get super niche, and by the way, niche for all of the British people out there, but you could get super niche by focusing down so much that absolutely no one else in the world has a podcast that talks about the same thing that you do. That is possible. At some point, though, you will have someone else talking about the same topic. And generally, because genres and industries have smaller niches and micro niches and larger niches and such, it's very likely you have, quote, competition, unquote, anyway. But I do think you should not only allow competition within your niche, but also invite your competitors into your own circle. That doesn't mean you have to share email addresses or give them access to all of your audience and your community and all of that kind of thing. And the nature of the relationship is up to you to really decide where it goes. But one thing for sure is this requires a lot of maturity, both on your part and on the part of your competitors. But when you can be mature and you can both be in each other's circles, it can be extremely profitable for both of you in opportunities in income, in relationships, and more. For example, I consider Dave Jackson a very close friend, and we're technically competitors. 
But that's okay because we actually attract different types of people and we have different approaches and we offer different things to podcasters. But beyond the details about what makes us similar or different, it's a huge relief for me to have someone else doing the same kind of thing I do and with whom I can relate in struggles, in victories, in frustrations, and more. We have a private Slack group and people like Dave Jackson, Ray Ortega, Todd Cochran, Rob Walsh, Rob Greenlee, and several other podcasters and podcasting gurus are part of this group. And although many of us are competitors with each other, it's great to see the community that we have. And sometimes we'll get in there and we'll say something like, oh man, it really frustrates us when people choose this particular thing or go with this particular hosting provider or make these certain decisions with their podcast. We can have conversations in that group that we can't really have elsewhere because either we don't have other people who would really understand the same struggles or it's just not something that we really need to broadcast. I'm not saying we're all miserable and complaining about everyone over in this group, but there are certain times that we just have to be raw and transparent about thoughts on something and the others with similar experience in the similar industries can provide some encouragement, not giving away special secrets or anything like that, but being in this together and recognizing that it's not like we can only have so much of the pie, but to recognize there is a world of potential customers out there and it would be impossible for only one of us to serve all of them. So it's really a perspective of abundance when you can invite your competitors into your circle. And there are other ways that you can do this. I did an episode previously about building community, not competition, with other podcasters. That was episode 108 at the audacitypodcast.com slash competition, if you'd like to check that out. Learn to create that community with others who are doing the same things and maybe reaching the same audience. And that can help both of you change, improve, and grow. And number five, mentors. Co-hosts, audiences, peers, and competitors are all mostly on equal levels with you, maybe a little behind, maybe a little ahead. And these can be great for encouragement and support, but to accomplish major change and growth, both for yourself and for your podcast, you need people farther ahead of you. Imagine you're in a pit. The other types of people that I've talked about in this podcast episode, the co-hosts, the audience, the peers, the competitors and such... These are on the same level with you, in that pit with you. They can help raise you up a little bit. They can work together to help you climb out of the pit. They can boost you mostly from the same level. But a mentor can reach down from above and pull you out. Or they can see the situation from a completely different perspective and give you better advice. Mentors could be direct, such as one-on-one coaches and consultants. They could also be indirect, such as a speaker or an author. Maybe you listen to someone's podcast or you read their book, and you may never have direct communication with them, but they are a kind of mentor to you. Or they could be direct in a one-to-many approach, like in a coaching group, a membership, or some other community under their leadership, like Podcaster Society. You can grow slowly with the other kinds of people in your circle. And when you have the right kinds of people in your circle, you will grow and you can help them grow too. 
But if you want to improve and grow more efficiently and effectively, then you need a mentor of some sort, someone who is many steps ahead of you, who's had a lot more experience, who has more wisdom, who can help you avoid some of the pitfalls. And whether you can work with them one-on-one or you're inspired indirectly from them, or maybe they have some kind of membership or community that you can join to still be semi-directly inspired and motivated by them. I highly recommend that you get mentors into your circle so that you can succeed with your podcast and in many areas of life. So these five kinds of people you should have in your podcasting circle are number one, co-hosts, number two, audience, number three, peers, number four, competitors, and number five, mentors. If this episode has helped or inspired you, or you think it might help or inspire others, I'd love it if you'd go to the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash circle and comment and share this episode with others. And special thanks to Nick Savides, host of the In Savides podcast from the United States, who wrote this kind review saying, I've been producing my podcast for a couple of years now, and there's still so much to learn or update. The Audacity to Podcast has become my go-to show when I want to get up to speed on a certain podcast topic. I'll just try the search bar on the show's site, and more often than not, Daniel has already released an episode that addresses my question. This show is definitely an invaluable resource to the podcast community. Thank you very much for those kind words, Nick. He hosts the In Savides podcast, and you can check out his podcast over at podcast.com. Insavides.com. That's N S A V I D E S.com. And from his podcast description, it says The Insavides podcast explores the art of collaboration in context of film, music, and creative ventures. Past guests have worked on films like 12 Years a Slave, Forrest Gump, and The Amazing Spider Man, written best selling books, and won Emmys, Oscars, a National Book Award, a Peabody, and a Pulitzer. Past topics of conversation have included filmmaking, screenwriting, directing, editing, visual effects, post-production, producing, cinematography, music, finding freelance work, working with filmmakers, making art, and writing books. Let's get to know each other and aim for better things together. If that podcast interests you, then go to podcast.nsavides.com. That's podcast.nsavides.com. And thank you, Nick, for that kind review. Then Justin K. Height, host of the Failed Artist podcast, that's at justinhite.com, wrote in the USA store, just came across this fantastic podcast and have already binged on around five episodes this afternoon. Daniel does an amazing job of presenting the topics and the content and info for all enthusiasts of the industry. This is essential for all podcasters. Thank you, Justin, for that kind review. His podcast is over at Justin. Height, that's H-I-T-E dot com, and it's the Failed Artist Podcast, and it says about the podcast, this is the perfect podcast for artists, designers, musicians, and other creatives seeking peace and understanding through the struggles of the creative process. Each episode shares personal stories, life lessons, and events leading to the successes and failures of being an artist. The Failed Artist Podcast features special guest commentary along with a variety of topics ranging from concepting, personal struggles, goals, and accomplishments through the completion of the journey. These lessons and takeaways are of most significance to the show. Enjoy. Both of these podcasts, the In Savides podcast and the Failed Artist podcast, are directed toward creatives. And I didn't select them for that reason. These are just 
the podcast reviews that showed up most recently in a, on a particular date. And so special thanks then to Justin K. Height and Nick Savides for those kind reviews. If you'd like to check out their shows, then go to the show notes for this episode at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash circle and click on their links, or you might have those links available in your podcast app if you're able to view the show notes there. When you write a review for the Audacity to Podcast, here's what I'd like you to do if you'd consider writing a review. Make sure you include your name and the name of your podcast in your review, if it's not obvious from your iTunes identity. And what I'd be most interested in hearing is what has been a change that you've seen in your own podcast, something you've done differently, or some way that the Audacity to Podcast has helped you specifically. I'd love to hear those testimonials about what you have accomplished or done differently or what kind of successes you've seen because of applying some of the things that you've learned. And the link to write your own review for the Audacity to Podcast is in the show notes for episode 314 at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash circle. And if you want to bring some of these people into your own circle and you're struggling with finding them, then I suggest Podcaster Society at podcastersociety.com. This is where you can learn not how to podcast, but how to improve your podcast, how to grow it, how to profit, whether that be money or other ways from your podcast. You can work with peers as well as mentors inside of Podcaster Society. So check it out at podcasterssociety.com. One last thing I'd ask you to consider is to nominate the Noodle Mix Network podcast in the podcast awards. The process is so much easier now and there's no more daily voting and all of that ordeal that you have to do. It's very easy. Go to podcastawards.com and under TV and film, nominate Once Once Upon a Time podcast. Under business, nominate Beyond the To-Do List. And under technology, nominate the Audacity to Podcast. And remember to nominate all of your other favorites over there at podcastawards.com. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from the audacity to podcast.com. Thanks for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.